0: morning, everyone. I'm just pressing start on my countdown timer. The, it means nothing, except for the fact that what I don't want to happen is at 11 o'clock or five past 11, Nigel will stand up and say, you really have to go now over to the East. And so that'll be embarrassing. Let's get that out of the way. That ain't ever going to happen. Right. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are the God who saves. Jesus, we thank you. You have saved us. Holy Spirit, just as we were worshipping, you came and breathed life into us. You opened our eyes to see and believe and take hold of this message of hope, this gospel of salvation, this good news of grace that we are loved by God and that we are freely saved at great cost to you, but the free gift of salvation to us and so we thank you for that this morning I pray this morning again at the start of this year ignite within us fresh passion and faith for your glory uh, a, a deep desire within us to grow in you this coming year that we would look back and say I grew in God I know God more I'm closer to him and so we lift this morning to you just pray that you would breathe upon us afresh as you have been We worship and adore you. We just want you to know that, Heavenly Father. Amen. Amen. So, just want to um, remind you that this morning, Mark and Jackie are in the Isle of Wight at Apex Church. It's their first morning there. Um, It'd be great to pray for those guys a little later, just to really lift them to God as they get going, as they um, settle down. Um, Just another piece of news. this coming week, Donna and I are off to India for just over a week um, to be um, gathering with our wider family of churches, some leaders from across our wider family of churches. Please do pray for us. It's a significant time together. Um, and in the second part of the, the week away, we're going to be at the Indian regions beyond churches um, gathering. Um, so please do pray for us, please pray for Emma and the kids, as, or particularly for Emma, less' the kids. Um, <laughs> I mean, they need, prep anyway, I've got time, what am I doing? Right, so, anyway, isn't it great, we're going to have to crack on very soon and, and start our next site, we'll let you know details of when that's happening, you can sign up shortly, um, I'm joking, by the way, but we do need to, isn't it great that we've multiplied and there's a sense of fullness already, isn't that just so exciting? Right, that's for another day, so, we have just multiplied, we have, I believe, come through a season of significant, if you've read your blurb at the beginning if you can make sense of it. But we have come through what has been a big transition over this last three years at Gateway. It's been, by any church's standards, we've had a lot of change. Leadership change, meeting change, location changes. And so we've been through this big season of transition. And I am aware that in that season, a lot of it has been dominated about mission, and rightly so. That's great. We never want to forget that we are a missional people. But a lot of it's been um, dominated by change, by restructuring. But that has taken a lot of our leadership capacity time, if you like. It's taken a lot of our focus and energy. And I recognize that even this morning as we multiply to two sites, the reality is that there's a cost for many in this room, a cost of friendships, a cost that you might not see somebody who's a very good friend week in, week out, in the same way that you used to. So Phoebe, our youngest, she said to me this morning, can I come with you when you go to Gateway East so that I can see Ella? And I said, no, you can't. Um, But but even she, at four or five, however old she is, she's counting the cost. (laughs) There's a cost. She's counting because she's aware that actually this is good what we're doing, but there is a reality that I won't see my friend in the way that we have. And I think she's just putting out verbally what many of us would be feeling emotionally if we're honest. So as we were coming towards the end of last year, I really felt that God spoke to me, put on my heart that we need to kickstart this year by looking at community, by strengthening community. We've had a great season looking at mission and, and transition and getting ready for what God has called us to do and be, but actually that we are to, in this next season, at the start of this term, give ourselves to building a great local community, that Gateway West would be... A community full of love and grace and deep relationships where we love one another. And so over this series, Better Together, I am trusting that we will, we will have a big push together into community. That we're here for one another's success. That we love one another. And I really believe that this is the theme God has given us to get hold of. To massage into ourselves as we, as we gather in groups. As we gather on Sundays. Is that we are here for one another And that there's a deeper sense of love and commitment to one another over these next couple of months. The big disaster will be that we multiply, we spread out, and in our spreading out, we go thin at the same time. So my call right off the bat is, as we spread out, will we go deep, relationally? Will you you get hold of God afresh? Will you love the people who God has placed in this community? Whether you like them or not, tough, God has placed you together. So, better together. We are going to spend eight weeks looking at community. And this is the big idea for these eight weeks. It's simply this. You cannot fulfill God's purpose for your life on your own. You need, we need each other. You cannot fulfill. Nobody can fulfill the purposes of God in your life or us as a community if we are alone. We need one another. That's the big idea. Done. Right, I'm off. East need to hear that. This is where we're going. So what I'd like you to do is to turn to somebody near you or next to you. Stare them in the eye quite intently. Make them feel very uncomfortably. Come on, turn to somebody and you need to say this to them. You need me. And then say to them, actually, you really need me. Okay, and now turn back to them and say, oh, by the way, I need you also, apparently. <laughs> There's a couple of new marriage proposals just happening right now, which is great. <laughs> no jokes, Harry, right. But this message that we need one another is so countercultural, it flies in the face of everything that the world trains us and teaches us. You don't need others, you need yourself. Independence, not interdependence. The only way up is if you do it and you push other people down on the way up. That's what we're trained by the world. Success looks like, forget other people, think about yourself. As long as you're happy, don't worry, just try not to hurt anybody on the way. That is so flies in the face of what God has intended for humanity. He has given us one another because right at the beginning, back in the book of Genesis, at the beginning of the Bible, when God set up creation, he said to Adam, it is not good for man to be alone. And so my hope through this series is that we will encourage one another and that you will be provoked to move in to Gateway further than you are right now. It was great just um, last week, Aunt Hodges came up to me, I don't think they're here right now. And he said to me at the end of the meeting, he said, he won't mind me saying this. He said, I realized, or Jack and I realized just at the end of last year, it felt like we had been slightly drifting out from Gateway, just for all kinds of reasons, nothing bad or anything, but just in life, it felt like there had been a drift out. And he said, we just realized that was happening. And so we've made a decision to step back in and we're leading a group. And my heart was just like, yes, that's so great. And that's what I mean when I say step in, is a choosing in to community. A a decision to say, as for me, as for me and my household, I'm going to step in, I'm going to be a blessing in this place. I'm going to seek to serve and to love. And so as Nigel said a moment ago, groups are central. If you haven't signed up for a group, it is not too late. I recognize that here, some people have never signed up or stepped into a group. If that's you, can I invite you to step into a group for the first time? You need people in that room and they need you. You cannot do this life and journey of faith on your own for some here there's an invitation and i would love us to pray at the end there's an invitation to step into the community of god's people to make that first step to step into relationship with jesus to make that first step to say hey i want to be part of god's community i want to be belong to god's family i want to be one of god's children for some through this series i hope that there will be a stepping in that looks like i'm going to give myself I'm going to serve, I'm going to lead, I'm going to step up, take responsibility in this family of which I'm a part. I hope for all of us there will be a sense over these eight weeks of deeper relationship with one another, where we come out the back of this saying, hey, we actually do love one another more. Not just a mere feeling of affection, though they're great, but a decision of the will that you say, I know that I'm choosing to love people. I'm intentional that when I gather Even when, so whether it's on a Sunday or in a group or just when I'm by myself, I'm thinking of others in the family of God. I'm aware of their circumstances. I'm praying for them. I'm just texting them saying, hey, thinking of you, how are you doing? That those people that we walk life with would help us and we would help them this year intentionally grow deeper in our relationship with Jesus Christ. It doesn't just happen. It's a decision. And my hope is that we would have a renewed passion and commitment for one another. I think that's quite a significant statement at this moment of multiplying that suddenly, hey, this is it. Gateway West. You are Gateway West. We are Gateway West. It's not, we can't rely on Gateway East to build our community here right now. We're building our community. We're loving one another, serving one another here for one another's success. So that's my hope for where we are over these weeks, what we'll see and what God will do amongst us. But not just any old community. We're not just after building any old community We're a people of God marked out by the Spirit of God. We're a unique community, a unique family on the face of the earth, a unique tribe. And Jesus, when he started his church, he intended it to look very unique from every people group, every club, every organization, every ethnicity Every preference of people group that there is. Jesus said, you, my people, my church, my family are distinct and you are to astound the world. There's a, a Zambian proverb, an old Zambian proverb that says this. When you run alone, you run fast. But when you run together, you run far. Hey, we're people who want to run far, aren't we? It's not just about the sprint. That's not what this life is. This, this life is a marathon and we need each other to run Far, Just for a moment, I'd love you to see this short video, which I think sums up this picture so well. Johnny has to win, and to be
1: sure of taking the title. And right now, he seems to have lost control of his legs. And this is worrying. Oh, goodness me. This is a horrible sight. Jonathan Brownlee has lost it now, and has staggered to a stop at the side of the course and Alistair's stopped to help him along and Alistair is going to try and carry his brother home. Dramatic scenes in Cozumel as the Olympic champion carries his younger brother towards the podium. Oh my God, I cannot believe what we are seeing here, Matt. Is this allowed? Is he allowed to help his brother? You know, is that part of the rules? I'm not too sure. We've never seen anything like this before, Unbelievable scenes Unbelievable scenes in Cozumel The brothers are coming home arm in arm To finish in second and third But Johnny can hardly stand And Alistair is having to drag him across the line And pushing him home Pushing him home for second Johnny finishes in second Goodness me What an incredible conclusion here In Cozumel I've never seen anything like that anywhere in world sports.
0: Isn't that fantastic? What a picture of what the church should be. What, what Jesus has intended for us, his people, that we are there for one another's success. That you need me to push you over the line and I need you to push me over the line. We cannot do this on our own just for a moment i'd like to read from hebrews 10 it's going to come up on the screen the writer of hebrews said this therefore brothers and sisters since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of jesus and they explain that a bit more because of this therefore he goes on to say let us draw near to god with a sincere heart And with the full assurance that faith brings. Because of who Christ is and what he has done for us. Three things. Firstly, let's make sure that we are those who are drawing near to God. Let's make sure that we are those who love God. Secondly, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. What is that hope? That hope is Jesus. He's the hope. Let us hold unswervingly to it. Not running across the road, meandering, barely able to control our legs. Let's, let's go for it. Let's get hold of him. Let's fix our eyes on him. Because he who promised is faithful. Jesus is the word. Let the word of Christ dwell among you richly. We are encouraged through the scriptures. Let us make sure that Jesus is celebrated in our lives, in our hearts, in our community, that we talk about Jesus. It's interesting, isn't it, that as we push for community, what I'm not saying is just let's have great friendships where Jesus doesn't feature. Hey, I'm just being real, that happens in Gateway. It happens in every community of, um, where Christians gather. You get pockets of community where Christians gather and there's no mention of Jesus. No sense of running with each other and pushing each other over the line. And oh, I see you're struggling, you're out of energy, something's cut in on you. Well, I come and grab you and run with you? The people of God, the, the bride of Christ as we're called, we need to let the word of Christ dwell amongst us richly. Reminding each other, we're on a race. We're running a marathon. This, this life is a race, it's a journey of more of Christ, less of me. More of his glory. More people t- seeing his glory through yours and my life as we live life together. And then the third thing that the writer to the Hebrew says is this. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. We should think about these things. It should preoccupy our mindset. How am I blessing this community that God has placed me in? This family that I'm a part of. What does that look like in my life? Hey, how can I encourage somebody this week? How can I just lift them up? Be like an elevator of grace that goes and gets under people's feet and lifts them. Lifts their heads onto the things and purposes of God this week. That it's not just another week that flies by and I didn't have any time. I I made it to church, but Jesus hasn't featured on my radar at all. How can we bring Christ into one another's life? How can we remind each other to draw near to God? to, To have this hope, this unswerving hope. Within us, within our hearts, ringing out. And then he gives this warning, he says this: "Let's not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing." That word "habit" is quite a powerful word, isn't it? Yet books, seven habits of highly effective people, five habits of highly effective people, 101 habits of highly effective people. Well, you can have good habits and bad habits. You can develop good habits that lead to fruitfulness and habits that lead to unfruitfulness. You can have habits that lead you into the things of God and into community or habits that cause you to withdraw from community. It's happening all the time, even this morning. Right now, the way we're thinking, the habits of our minds, the way we receive one another. Oh no, them again. I'll avoid them. I'll go to the coffee the long way round. In fact, I won't even go to coffee. Hey, those kind of habits, that that considering in our mind causes us to either move into the things of God, to move towards his community, or to withdraw from one another. And some people are in the habit of withdrawing from the people of God. I just want to say, if that's you this morning, you need to draw back in. You cannot run this race on your own. It's a dangerous place to be. It's a scary place to be. It's a place where actually, if you want to hear the truth, faith is shipwrecked, as Christians say, I can do this on my own. It's that serious. Don't give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another, and all the more, as you see the day approaching. Hey, the finish line is just round the bend, half a kilometer to go, and I see you're struggling. Let me come, let me run alongside you. And yeah, I could just do my own thing. I could just run my own race. I could, I, right now I've got the opportunity for gold myself. Yes, he's faulted. I could zoom past and win gold. And everybody would celebrate me, but hey, no, I'm going to come alongside and bear up with you. I'm going to run with you. And actually, it's not just that I look good, I push you over the line, that you win. That is the best picture of the church. We're here for one another. You cannot do this race on your own. You need each other. I need you and you need me. It's that simple. It's Jesus' vision for his church. It's his vision for his people. So much so that even when he is suffering upon the cross, this vision for his church is taking root in his heart for his people. And he's still teaching his church on the cross. that is about This church is about to spring into life in a few days' time. He says, He's on the cross and he's looking down and sees his, his loved disciple, John, and his mother, Mary, there. And he says to them, Hey, new community. You want to know what this is? It's this. It's new community. John, take your mother, and Mary, take your son. What a powerful picture of this love of God. And God is all into community. This isn't just how we organize each other, this isn't just to make sure you don't stray off the straight and narrow. This is because community demonstrates and declares the very nature of who God is and what he is like. God is a community. And so when we say the word God, we literally mean God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And because that takes three seconds, we just put it into the word God. And that's what we mean. God is community. And God has invited us to join into his community... So when you place your faith in Jesus, or when you place your faith in Jesus, it's an invitation to come and live with God, to come and dwell, to come and have the benefit, that love of that that tri-unity, we are invited into that relationship. That's why the Bible says we're seated in heavenly places with God. There's a sense of godliness about us. We're not God, but we are invited into this most intimate and precious of relationships. And we're invited to come and be part of this family. This family right here. And countless others like it that are gathering together on this first day of the week across the world. Countless others. Communities just like us. Some smaller, some much larger. But on the first day of the week, people have got gathered gather together to remind one another, Jesus is Lord and he is worthy to be worshipped. And if I am going to live life for God this week, I need to be reminded of that by gathering with the people of God celebrating together, making space in my life, in my heart to say, I love you, thank you that you love me. God, thank you for this family that you have placed us into. I think that the most helpful definition of church is simply this, community on mission. God himself, as I said, is community, father, son and spirit, but he is also a community on mission. He's a God who came and saved as we were worshipping. He's a God who came to seek out the lost and save that that was stolen from him, taken from him. That which was dead, he came and gathered and gave life and life in abundance. I think it's true and fair to say that wrestling for community and mission is a challenge for the local church. Not just to stray into one at the expense of the other. That's easy to do. It's easy to get lopsided. And, and I'm sure there would be many here who might say, do you know what, I wonder if we've been slightly lopsided in this last season. And there are some here who would say, I'm so intent on mission, I haven't got time for community. That's just as dangerous, by the way, as the person that says, hey, I'm community, but we don't really allow Jesus to feature here. The early church, the apostles, they were dedicated to both not as exclusive things that they tried to balance like spinning plates going, oh, community, oh, mission. But they got them together and they said, no, this is what it is, community on mission. That's who we are. I need others to walk with, to share with, to bear with, to care with, and people who would train and equip me, people who would call out the best in me. And can I tell you, so do you. And that's not a place of weakness. That is a privilege to have people who love you, to have people who are for you. I'm not talking about leaders, by the way, though I hope we are. I'm talking about one another. We gather in community pockets. Sundays are great, but not everything can happen at Sunday. It's easy to be here and even feel lonely. Today I realise, I recognise that's just true. Some of you will be sat here and you'll say, I'm, I feel lonely, I feel isolated, I feel disconnected from what's happening here. It's why we place such an emphasis on groups also, Sundays and groups. The early church, they met in the temple, but then they gathered in homes. The large gathering and the small gathering. We need one another. Can I just say, if you've given yourselves to leading a group again this term, thank you so much, go for it. Go for it. Don't just gather and try and make a nice evening. Go for it. Pursue God. Bless one another. We had a great time just as some leaders from across Gateway earlier this week. We gathered to pray and to worship. And God met us and encountered us. And I just it was one of those times where we felt like, yeah, God is behind us. He's breathing on us. His grace is upon us for where we are right now. We need those times of gathering like that, purposefully, intentionally seeking God for one another. Why is that? Let me... Just read a couple of verses to you. Galatians 6, the message version says this, Every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. Every time. Every time we get the chance. Every time you have an opportunity to, can I encourage you in this season, find a way, seek a way that you can be a blessing to somebody around you. Don't just rock up on a Sunday Prepare your heart, come intentionally, I'm going to bless the people of God. When you turn up to your group, don't just rock up as somebody who goes, right, sort my life for me. Sure, we face problems and challenges, and we need people alongside us. But hey, the way to grow is through mission. It's not just to stop and go, when I'm sorted, then I'll start pursuing God again. No, the way to sort out the challenges of life and to get faith is to be understand you are a community on mission. Hebrews 13.1 says this, Keep being concerned about each other as the Lord's followers should. just want to give an example of where this has been astounding over this last couple of weeks. Dave and Maggie Hartridge um, lead a group in Gateway, and they have just done an astounding job. An astounding job of caring for Steve and Tracy and the girls over this last couple of weeks. So Steve's in um, hospital with a stroke at the moment. Just communicating out, this is where it's at, this is what is going on. It has been so remarkable to see them being caring for that community, communicating, this is where things are at, calling, the, calling their group to get, gather around, to serve, to provide meals, to meet the needs of Stephen Tracy at their point of need, to run with them, if you like. That's what we need. That's the kind of community that really astounds the world, that causes BBC commentators to say, I've never seen anything like it before. Is it allowed? That our friends and family would see, and our colleagues would see this community that we we love and we talk about, not, oh, the guy at church, really me this week. And we speak down of the people of God. But that they they would hear us saying, I love being part of this community. I'm so thankful that God has placed me in this community. Hey, the world will be astounded as we get hold of community. Let me finish by saying this, and then we're going to pray. John 17, just, I've just taken a few verses from it. Jesus is praying his high priestly prayer for his, um, for his disciples, and then for us, his church, just before his death. And he prays this, and I just want you to know, by the way, Jesus is praying for you today. This community that you've been brought into, this community of God. You even have Jesus right now, who's a high priest, praying for you. Isn't that an incredible thought? He is praying for you this morning. You're facing challenges Well, Jesus is praying for you. And he's called us to pray for one another and bear with one another and encourage one another. But in John, when Jesus is praying for his disciples, he says this. All I have is yours. He's talking to the father. And all you have is mine. Sounds like the early church, doesn't it? They gave everything. No one went without. They met each other's needs. And glory has come to me through them. He's talking about his disciples. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so they may be one as we Are one Jesus is seeking his church to be united and absolutely in local communities as a church, as the family of God expresses itself in local communities we call church, Jesus' prayer is that we would be united here for one another. Then he says this, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, But because as we love one another, it displays the love of God to this world. To a dying and hurting world that has very little in the way of community. Of self-sacrificing love towards one another. It astounds the world. And people will say, wow, it will provoke jealousy. I want to be part of a community like that. I need that kind of love in my life. So that's our journey we're going on. Can I invite you to stand? We're going to sing and pray and worship. I would love to um, ask that we pray for three things if the band want to come back. One of which is if you have never made that decision to be part of this community of God's people, to be in, that you haven't ever chosen to be in this community of God. Say, I want to be part. I want to know God. I want to be known by him. I want to be loved by him. Maybe this morning for you is the first time that you step forward and say, I want to follow Christ. And maybe for you that's a decision right at the start of this year. A decision for you is a decision not just into the community of Gateway, though it's great to have you here, but it's a decision into the community of God and God's people. Maybe this is a day that God has set aside for you to say, come on, time to run with my people. Time to run with me. Time to let Jesus be like one of the Brownlee brothers that gathers you up and runs with you in life. For others of you, it's just a fresh decision. Hey, Gateway West, I'm going to choose, I'm going to decide to be here for the purposes of God. I'm going to choose every which way, every opportunity to be a blessing. And I'd love us to also pray for others here this morning that you would say, I've got to step up. I'm here, I love it, I know God's got me here, but I need to step up in serving and in leading and in being on board with the mission of God. Love us to pray for those things as we carry on.
1: sky came me why she